Hi, my name is Rochelle Grow, and I'm obsessed with all things business, especially networking. Oftentimes, the opportunities that we have in business and even personally comes down to who we know. I love helping people build a thriving network with genuine people, even if they are new to the game, afraid to say the wrong thing, or need a reminder to just do it. I'm a California transplant living in Northern England who's taken her business chops from California to New York and now the US to the UK. I work from home and run two businesses. No matter if you're a networking beginner or not, I can teach you the step-by-step behind the scenes secrets to building a network that you love. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to be encouraged and have some fun while you learn. This is Allergic to Small Talk by Cut Class. Hey there, and welcome back to Allergic to Small Talk. You can catch me here every week, or you can say what's up to me on Insta at It's Row Grow. This episode is super special for me because you're going to get to meet my two business partners in cut class, Leslie and Show. What we're going to do on this episode is what we call a retrospective. This is an exercise that we do after a launch or a big project. This exercise allows our team to talk about our desired outcome, talk about what worked, what didn't work, what was missing, and most importantly, show gratitude for one another and acknowledge one another's contributions. Usually, I have a pretty structured episode flow, but this episode is going to be very conversational, real, and organic. We haven't rehearsed any of these questions we're going to review today, so you're going to get a real behind-the-scenes look at how we run our business. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, let me give you a little background on two of my most favorite people and business besties, Les and Sho. Les has launched over 50 brands, owns two businesses, cut class, and a branding agency called Brands Etc. While I focus on helping people build their business through networking and adding key foundational processes and systems in place, Leslie focuses on helping people transition from their nine-to-five jobs to launching their own businesses. Leslie has so many ways people can work with her, either through her 10-week course called Out to Launch Academy or through her many free resources like her podcast called Out to Launch or through the many tips, tools, and strategies that she drips out on her TikTok account called Let Go and Discover. Switching gears to Show. Show has also launched multiple brands, and she too owns two businesses Cut Class and her branding agency with Less, Brands, etc. Show is a design, branding, and art directing wizard. Everything that you see on our social channels, podcasts, websites, business cards, or opt ins is touched and worked on by Show. While she hangs out in the background of our brand, she is very much in the forefront of everything that we create. Our brand and our business wouldn't be where it is today without her bringing our visions to life. I'm so excited to give you insight on how we run Cut Class and share a little piece of my heart with y'all today. So let's jump in. Hi, this is Rochelle. And this is Leslie. This is Sho. And we are about to do a retrospective on 2021 for our business cut class, but many of you may not be familiar with the term retrospective. So a retrospective is held after a project ends to reflect on what happened with the goal of gaining insights and improving for the future based on learnings and conversations. So seeing what went well, what didn't go well, a really high level approach, a more detailed approach would be a postmortem, which we're not going to get into today. A retro is a moment to just gather feedback on what went well and what did not go well. One critical key about doing a retro that we found really useful is a lot of times when people are looking back at what happened and what didn't happen, there's a lens or a context of something was good or bad or right or wrong, which we have found isn't extremely helpful. So it's really helpful when you're doing a retrospective instead of looking at it like good, bad, right, wrong is looking at it more from the context of what worked and what didn't work because it takes away that feeling that you're bad and wrong and so that people aren't as defensive. 
So we are going to do our retro for 2021 so that everyone can see a demonstration of what a retro is and isn't like. What is really helpful is when there's a breakdown to be accountable for that and just point out my bad. That cleans it up really quickly rather than avoiding it or having people think about it in the background and it not being said. So that makes it really easy to clean it up with the group on the spot if you just point it out, take responsibility, and move on. All right. So let's get started. So ladies, let's look back at 2021. (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm like, (laughs) so much has happened in the last one year. But let's talk about things that we felt did really well. Like what worked for 2021 as we look back? Who wants to go first? You go first. So what worked? I think that when we collectively, when we needed to come together on a project or a task or something that was kind of monumental, we all like buckled down and we brought whatever that task project or launch like to the finish line. Like when shit was like hot and heavy. I think that we were like super ride or die gangsters for one another in those moments. (laughs) For example, my launch earlier this year in March, it was the first launch that any of us had done internally. And it was much more work than we had anticipated. And I was working like 24-7. Show was working 24-7. Leslie was reviewing content. Like it was bonkers. Hey, you. One of the best things I ever did was invest in my business coach, Scott Forge. Scott really is my secret weapon in my business. And with him by my side, I've been able to smoothly transition my life from the U.S. to the U.K., launch two businesses, cut class and clever little sleeper, have integrity around what I say I'm going to do in my business, and not to mention, he helped me close my first $20,000 client in the U.K., If you've ever thought about hiring your own coach, that's what I'm here for. Imagine having your own secret weapon, hint, hint, that's me, that helps you slay networking and business processes and systems. If you're not exactly sure what a small business coach like me can do to transform your business, let's hop on a free 15-minute call and explore what you want to create in 2022. To book your free 15-minute call, there's a link to my calendar in the podcast description. Now let's get back to the show. So I thought that was a really good moment where we all just kind of were like, well, this is what it is. We're on the roller coaster. We're strapped in and we're going to make it work. So that was something that I thought worked really, really well. Artwork for the podcast was super awesome. Needing to get like opt-ins reviewed for like content was super awesome. I think also getting our stuff, like our stuff set up legally with cut class worked pretty well. Sometimes I think teams can put that off in a new business, but I think we all kind of were like bringing that forward. And then the last thing I noted was Scott's coaching. I think Scott's coaching worked really, really well. Oh yeah. For so all of you listeners, we have an executive coach. His name is Scott Forge, and our team comes together once a week for 30 minutes just to get some quick coaching and it helps us stay really cohesive as a team. So we're coaches and we have coaches. Anything else, Rochelle? No, but I'm sure something will like pop up and I'll be like agreeing with you guys. Yeah, I think that's kind of the beauty of the retrospectives is because you might not be thinking of something or present to something or aware of it, but then when you hear other people, you're like, oh yeah. Because when you were talking, Rochelle, I was like, Oh yeah, our collaboration was gold. And not only for your launch, I'd say like all of quarter one, it was like pedal to the metal, crazy, crazy Uh, time. (laughs) Shows nodding. (laughs) Poor show. (laughs) Sales page. Ah, like the deck, it needs to be done. Like Jesus, it was so good. It was so good. Okay, so what really went well for me was evolving our process, our launch process over the year. So like Rochelle said in the beginning of the year when she had her launch, it was really the first one we had done. There was a ton of assets I had to produce and we had to just work together to do so much and revise so much because we'd create something and then two days before the course see that it wasn't working and have to just redo everything. 
And it was great because that launch went well. And then we evolved our process and really refined it. So now we've done a few more launches throughout the year and it's been really easy. Like we have had templates set up, at least for me, creating assets. (laughs) Like easy said show. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think compared to what it was, it's still a lot easier. I mean, there's still a lot of work, but we have a process that we can follow and there's a little bit more structure. And I don't think that we're revising as much at the last minute. I feel like as it is with anyone who's doing something for the very first time, there's all those X factors, like all that stuff that you don't even know, that you don't know, you're not even thinking of them. And I would agree with you guys that everything ended up taking longer and being more work than we anticipated. But our team was really great about collaborating and rolling up our sleeves and just getting to work versus placing blame on each other or being upset or mad. We were just kind of very great at rolling with things. Yeah. And another thing that went well for me was, of course, our big website switch. We have been doing some stuff in the background, swapping our website over to Squarespace, refining the user interface and user experience. There was a few breakdowns with that, which we can discuss later, but overall, it was worth it because our website is so much easier to manage now and it's going to be fully switched over next year. So (laughs) what really comes to mind for me on what went well is, guys, we became content creators. Like... I don't know. I mean, like I sat down to think about, oh my gosh, we're going to do a retrospective on 2021. And then I looked at, I just thought about like, what was it like a year ago? And I remember a year ago, Rochelle and I bought these like gorilla, whatever those things are. They're like something that you put on your phone and it has a light and a mic so you can go out and get like video content and be a content creator, which by the way, I still literally have never taken mine out of the box. But in the last year, we did our first Instagram lives. We launched two podcasts, launched courses. What worked really well was Rochelle's freeness and willingness to just jump into doing videos and really tackling on reels and spearheading that whole side of our business, which I'm pretty sure me and Sho would not have done. No. <laughs> um, no way. But we discovered ourselves as people who were willing to create content, which is like kind of no, it wasn't like it was no big deal. 100 was that. <laughs> Like, I'm kind of laughing at, I remember when we decided that like we were all going to start doing the Instagram lives, that first Instagram live that I did, I think it was only three minutes, but I had like a panic attack leading into it. And then after I did this three minute Instagram live, I had to lay down for like the rest of the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) And now I find myself doing all kinds of videos that are a year ago, I would have been like, that's dumb. That's cringy. That's weird. I don't know what people would think about that. And I I just kind of remember a year ago, the space that I was in was like, I don't know if I can do a podcast. I don't know if I can do all this stuff because I had a lot of conversations of, I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to sound stupid. What will people think? What will my friends think? What will my family think? And then once I actually started doing it, then it was like, is this even making any sense? Does anyone even care? Am I just like talking into the void? And I had just so many conversations in my head with myself and so many things that I was confronted by, but just pushing through it. And really because, you know, I had you two in my corner supporting me going along, but like all of us have really kind of just expanded in that area of being out there. I 100% agree. (laughs) Right? Because Rochelle, this podcast right now today, guys, is no big deal. But do you remember that first one we did together? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I was sweating. My down jacket was making all these noises. I didn't know how to be quiet. Leslie was like laughing the entire time. (laughs) Yeah, I think 
our first lives, our first reels, our first TikToks, our first podcast. I mean, for sure, I felt like a giant dickhead. Like, <laughs> what is too. going on? Like, this it feels so messed up right now, like 100%. And now I'm just like, literally, it's just work. It's just work. And we're helping people. And we're helping people by creating the best content that we know to assist them in whatever they're doing in their business or whether they're leaving their nine to five to start their business. So, yeah, we totally went from freaked out to having fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If there's like a motto or mantra for like our first full year in business, for sure, it was like going from freaked out to having fun. One thousand million percent. I think another thing that worked really well is that because we're three, so we're a triad, it seemed like there were times when all three of us were like, go, 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 go. But there was never a time that all three of us were crickets. So there was always one of us, like a little engine that was continuing mm-hmm. to do something. And so, you know, life happened in t- 2021. We went through all kinds of spaces together and individually, but there were times when one of us was going and the other two weren't. But that one person going kept us going, or the two people going kept the other one connected and linked in. And then when all three of us are going, a lot happens. Yeah. But I think that power of having three has been really incredible. It's definitely been working for us. So I wanted to also note like our willingness to learn because we can't not mention all the courses that we've taken and also being able to support one another's like evolution as business women and putting our faith and trust into one another, even if we were like, I wouldn't do that myself, but I 100% trust you, go for it. I think, Leslie, you took the Atomic course. I was like, whoa, crazy. <laughs> I thought I was but, crazy too. You know, we were like totally supporting you, you know, and I don't think like, and it wasn't fake support. It was like, wow, this feels uncomfortable, but I am so excited for Les and I know she's going to kill it. Do you know what I mean? So I think yeah. that was a really thing, good, cool thing that worked too, where even if we kind of felt a little like on the fence, we were like, okay, I trust you. Yeah. I think that is key that our partnership, our three partnership does allow the other ones to kind of go do things that maybe aren't aligned for us, but we see it's really aligned for that person. And it allows us all to grow as a company. And then, you know, even I think some of the courses that you decided to take through the year, Rochelle, when you were originally talking about them, I was like, I don't know about that. Then I would watch it and then be like, oh, like I get it. So we kind of opened up new spaces for one another. Yeah. All right. So step two of the retrospective, what didn't work as well as we expected? So Rochelle, why don't you kick off expectations or what didn't work as well as you thought it would? Okay, so I think that at the beginning, we're still obviously trying to build cut class as a brand, but I think we needed to evolve as like individual coaches that fed into like cut class. I think we were working really hard on cut class content. You know what I mean? Like shoving it into that box of cut class content but also trying to figure ourselves out as individual content creators, as coaches like Leslie and Rochelle. So I think that at the beginning it worked, but it wasn't like working. And I think now we're both promoting on our individual platforms and it's still feeding into cut class, but what we're doing is working. Yeah. And Clubhouse didn't work for us. (laughs) No, we did. We did not crack the code on that. That was like, we tried it and it burned hard. I think for me personally, I don't know if it was for for you less, but like not making use of my core content pillar, which is like our podcast. Maybe you, I'm not sure I don't want to speak for you, but I didn't like really squeeze the juice out of that lemon to create content for all of my other content channels. 100%. I'm totally in alignment <laughs> with that. <laughs> My Facebook group, man, that like just does not give me energy, but I don't know if it's because I'm just not giving it energy, but dude, that's not working for me or didn't work. And yeah, I have the same experience. I didn't do a great job tracking like all of my like finances. 
And there was a lot. I had to like spend a day like commingling all that crap together. And that really sucked. Oh, and lastly, Facebook ads for fuck's sake. Like that was fucking (laughs) stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who are listening, our big takeaway, kind of what we learned, at least for us, I can't say it's for every business, but it would have been better if we'd gotten our business locked in and developed with the people that we knew and just kind of more organic marketing before investing a whole bunch of money into Facebook ads. Because when you try to scale and do something big on top of something that's not set, it's a little bit wonky and it's a, it's a risk. So for us, it ended up being a really expensive lesson. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely resonate with that. I guess for me, on one sense, I want to say it didn't work. But then, you know, looking back, I'm like, well, it wasn't really that bad. It's, I definitely think that for me, I had a expectation that things would move a lot faster where we would be, especially like revenues that we'd be generating or profits that we'd be generating. So I think for a while in 2021, I was starting to get a little bit frustrated because I wanted to have things move faster. But what kind of didn't work for me is I didn't know the magnitude of what we were creating. It's like I was excited about what we were committed to, but I didn't really understand all the dots that have to be connected in order for this business to work. And then I didn't understand what it was going to take to create each dot. So I think right now, a year later, we've gotten to a place where most of the dots are now developed and now it's about connecting them. But I didn't really understand that because I was just kind of listening to other people's stories of like their success and not thinking about like, yeah, but what did they do? How long... (laughs) What did it take for them to get there? So that was definitely one thing. Can you give an example of connecting the dots? Like what I hear when you say connected dots, are you saying like podcasts to like TikTok or are you saying? I mean, I think for me, I did, you know, looking back, it's like, of course I did that if I look at my personality. But for me, it's like I really devoted myself into creating the course content and Mm. creating the brand of cut class but I wasn't out there creating content. So I started maybe in like, say, August or September of 2020. And then in October of 2020, I was fortunate enough to do a pilot of Out to Launch Academy with my executive coach. You know, it was great. He filled the course and the course worked. So I was like, cool, Out to Launch works. The material works. People want it. (laughs) But I wasn't actually doing the work to engage and create my own audience. So what I didn't realize was that I had to get through all being confronted of being out there and posting on Instagram and doing videos and doing podcasts if I had done that stuff first and allowed myself to get out there and then created my business my business would have moved faster but I created the business and then was like okay I'm ready. Everybody come to me. And it's like, well, who who's going to come to you? And it's like such an amateur mistake. Like I know better, but it's like, I think another thing that didn't work for me personally, at least is it's so easy to get myopic in business where you're looking at the blade of grass in the field. And it's like, yeah, no, you got to go up in the cloud sometimes and look at the whole business and look at it from that 30,000 foot view. And you know, I coach this. It's a lot easier for me to see when I'm working with people. It's really hard to see for yourself. That's so good. Thanks for sharing, Les. Yeah. Let me think. Breakdowns for me and what didn't go well. There's a few things. So there was one breakdown for me, which looking back, it's not a big deal, but it was a big deal in the moment was I basically broke our emails when I was moving the domain over to our new website and we didn't even realize that it broke until our (laughs) IT guy emailed us or we saw that our emails weren't going through. Yeah, that was a breakdown. So Rochelle and I were basically nurturing our audience for months, but the emails weren't actually necessarily being delivered. So that was (laughs) a discovery. I think it broke twice because we thought it was fixed the first time around and then it apparently wasn't. So it was breakdown on top of breakdown, which was totally my bad when I broke it, when I was switching the domain over. I think if this was like last year or two years ago, and I realized that I did that, I would have instantly had a panic attack 
And it really shows how far I've come that that didn't happen whenever we figured that out. You probably would have gone in like, oh my God, I'm so bad. That was total like bad, wrong conversation. Mm -hmm. And then probably felt like you really let us down and gone like down a rabbit hole of lack of confidence and gotten all fucked up in your head because you were like, ah. (laughs) Totally. And that's happened to me before where like I figured out, I realized I messed something up while driving because a client called me and I like had to pull over and have a panic attack (laughs) because I felt so guilty. (laughs) But it didn't happen this time. You know, we just took care of it and we moved forward, which was really nice to not have to take that detour of guilt and morality and just keep moving and keep working. Um, Another breakdown for me Or what didn't go well was developing our Instagram so hard early in the year. I mean, we were creating so much content and like Rochelle said, building the cut class brand and it didn't really do much for us. I mean, now (laughs) we have all this amazing content on our page, which is great, right? When someone follows us, we have all these resources and posts on our page, but ultimately that wasn't the best tactic for us. And it ended up being that you had to both develop your own audience on your own. Well, yeah, but also what didn't work well is Instagram changed their business model. So it went from more of image sharing, looking at a feed, moving more to stories and reels because they're competing with TikTok. It's like the rug being pulled out from underneath. Absolutely. (laughs) And you you guys are doing lives and reels and I'm not. I'm just like, I can design static posts that's something that works for me. So when we were doing that earlier in the year, it was really easy for me to just say, well, this is how I'm contributing. This is a huge part of the work that I'm doing. And then when we shifted, that responsibility kind of went away and I didn't fill it with something else. I feel like another thing that didn't go well for me is I didn't create as much content later in the year as I wanted to. And this is me making a promise right now that I'm going to create more branding content Okay, I know I'm working on a bonus for you. So I need to pursue a little bit more of that and step into that space just like you guys did because I don't really have an excuse now. (laughs) (laughs) Show just made her live worldwide promise. (laughs) (laughs) We have lots of witnesses. (laughs) I love it. Show, oh God, I love you so much. Like, the fact that you said you had to you had to pull over to have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but it's so hilarious. Oh yeah, and and it was such a funny mistake. It was like I had business cards printed for a client and it wasn't centered. And the client called me and was like, "What the hell just happened with my cards? It's not centered." And I realized like I didn't double check. Yeah, it's so great that you've gotten yourself trained and developed to kind of move through like, Hey, you're going to make mistakes. You're a human being. Things are going to happen. It's like, what can you learn from it? But then not like totally beating yourself up because that's not productive. Absolutely. And I think, you know, as I've been doing retros through the years, I've noticed this developed too. And being an anxious person, this always happens. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, but I had someone tell me once, like when you're anxious, you're going through the same steps as someone who's not anxious. You're just taking this detour when a breakdown happens where you freak out and spend whatever amount of time like losing it because something just went wrong. And then you have to go back and do the work, but you're just like losing time because you're ending up spending time having your anxiety attack. And you could just skip that step. One of the things that I also remember that did not work well in 2021 is in the summertime, I finally embraced TikToks and started really building my business off of TikToks. It was a really great way to get like one-on-one coaching between me and clients. So I was like, oh my gosh, TikTok is working. But what I didn't know is that when someone comments me on TikTok and if I write a comment back to them that says, check out my link in bio or check out my website, because Basically, what I've just recently realized is that TikTok seems to not want people to go away from their platform. So any comment I'm making as a creator to somebody else to invite them to check out a link, check out my profile, but potentially take them away from TikTok, for me, it looks like the comment and message was sent, but they never got it. 
So I had a whole launch in November that was kind of reliant on a lot of my communications between me and others on TikTok that literally days before the launch, I find out that, oh, the emails that you think that you've been sending, yeah, I haven't been sending them. Oh, the comments that you think you're sending to people, yeah, I haven't been sending them. So I realized in November that like I had a launch in November that just did not work. Like it did not go as planned. And it was really all these communication breakdowns, mostly with technology that I didn't even know. Like it was just a surprise. And, you know, I think the other thing is for me, on one sense, I say the launch didn't work because I didn't actually have a group course launch in November. But what did work is from doing all of that and doing that masterclass, that free masterclass, there were two people who reached out to me and said, I'm one of your thousand people that you're helping transition from nine to five because I'm leaving my job. You know, I say it didn't work because I wanted it to look one way but it did work because I ultimately accomplished what I'm committed to, which is helping people transition from nine to five. All right. Step three in the retrospective process is looking at acknowledgements, which is we're going to do an interesting one to demonstrate for you. One thing is acknowledging your team. And then another thing is asking for acknowledgement, which the first time I did it, I was like, hell no, I'm not doing that. That's so uncomfortable. But it's really a great practice to get into. So let's kick off with Rochelle, who's going to kick off her acknowledgement round of her team and then what she would like to be acknowledged for. All right. I am kicking this off. Here we go. I want to acknowledge show for really rolling with the punches. I think with me being in the UK, I know sometimes my communication on like Monday or text message or email, like, Sometimes there's like tasks dropped here and there and everywhere, but you literally roll with the punches and you'll like follow up with me to really make sure like you're understanding stuff. And then I'm like, oh God, I hope show doesn't want to kill me because I know like her and Les have like this like slick process. So I want to really acknowledge you for just rolling with me and just having things flowing. And it's so great. And you always just turn out platinum work. So I just really, really want to acknowledge you for that. And also just for being like a cool cucumber. I really love just being able to just talk to you about whatever, anytime, and not feeling like judged or anything. There's things that happened like earlier this summer that were like personal and that kind of commingled with business. And like you just held a space of vulnerability for me. And that's not even just a one-off. I think you're just, that's part of your nature. So I just really want to acknowledge you and thank you for that. That's sweet. Thank you, Rochelle. She is a cool cucumber for someone who says that she's anxious. She never makes me feel anxious. She always makes me feel calm. And whenever I'm starting to get anxious, show brings it down a couple notches, which is amazing. And you too, with your crazy ass laugh, Rochelle. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Leslie Levito. (laughs) (laughs) Better known as Les. You made a bold move to jump in and invest thousands of dollars on some crazy ass course. And I thought you were fucking nuts. But then you closed like thousands and thousands amount thousands of dollars in business from taking that course. You also started creating content on TikToks and creating reels. You got out of a disempowering mindset around creating short form video and you launched your podcast and you like literally have just been killing it on the content game. So I'm so, so proud of you. And I just want to really acknowledge you for that. And lastly, you've gone through some tough stuff this year, some really, really tough personal things that's happened this year. And you took time out and you're one of the strongest people I know in this world. Nothing phases you, but you had a really, you know, low moment this year and you took time out to breathe take care of the people around you, love on the people around you. And you allowed Sho and I to be there for you. And you trusted us to take over clients if need be, jump into meetings if need be. And I'm just so proud of you for giving yourself that space that you needed to get through 
that personal challenge. So well done. I'm really proud of you. Losing one of my closest friends and then having you guys like circle the wagons around me. Like, I don't know how I would have even made it without you guys being there for me because I literally like took a trip to planet X for a good two months. So yeah, thank you guys. And yeah, thank you for all that acknowledgement, Rochelle. Yeah, you guys are welcome. It's like well-deserved. Right. What do I want to be acknowledged for? Hmm. I want to be acknowledged for being a badass motherfucker content creator while rolling with a family and momming it up and figuring out like our techie stuff in the background. Like I like doing that kind of stuff. I think that's really it. Ro, you are such an inspiration. I don't know how you figure out all that stuff, that tech stuff and just like becoming a content creator was so natural for you. I mean, you have been killing it in every category. I wish I had your balls. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I want to second that Rochelle. I really want to acknowledge you because I know what it's like to be a businesswoman, to be a mother, to be a wife, to deal with family. And I know that, you know, you're also living overseas and going through a lot. And I just want to acknowledge you because you're a badass, but you're a fun badass. Because a lot of people can be a badass, but they're like serious and significant and it's not really any fucking fun to be around them, but you are always a blast to be around. So I want to acknowledge you for that. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Miss Show. All right. I'm just going to keep rolling with Rochelle's acknowledgement. So I really specifically want to acknowledge you for being so much fun and doing it while you're, you know, a little bit more isolated than us, right? In the UK, you bring so much laughter, fun, and joy to this entire process of being a business owner with you. And you make it look so easy, which is really inspiring for me because I don't feel like it's easy for me all the time, but you set a great example and you're just a badass and you make it really easy to have fun with you because you just bring that space to our business. Every time we have a meeting, it's nothing too serious or significant. Even when there's a breakdown, we laugh about it. Thank you, show. I appreciate that. Of course. Leslie, it's funny that you say I'm cool as a cucumber. I really feel like you have mm. taught me to be that way because you are like too cool for school. I mean, that's why our business is called Cut Class. You are also such an inspiration. I mean, seeing you beast mode through life, doing all the stuff that you do and, you know, do it so effortlessly and have a balance is so inspiring. And, you know, of course, you're my business partner. You have taught me so much and had me step into this space of entrepreneurship and being a businesswoman. And I really wouldn't be here without either of you. It's funny. I feel like you've both taken me under your wing and like forced me to step into this space. And sometimes I feel like you're dragging me on a leash like behind you, but I'm still coming along for the ride and I'm stepping it up and building the skills And it's just, it's so much fun to do this with you both. We love it. It makes my heart smile because I remember originally it was just me and Rochelle. And Rochelle and I were like, what are we doing with our lives? And what's our next thing? And I remember so clearly, like I could hear it, like it was an hour ago. Rochelle was like, let's be who we wished we had met at the beginning when we were younger women developing our careers. And let's find people and just like take them under our wing and just show them everything that we know and be vulnerable and be transparent. And so it's really, thank you so much for saying what you just said, because we were like, show, we like did what we wanted to do. And we have such a great partner in you. Thank you. And I know we said it was like from freak out to fun, but I do think it was fun the whole time. Yes. Even the freaking out is fun when you're with a team you admire. (laughs) (laughs) What would you like to be acknowledged for, Show? I would like to be acknowledged for 
honestly being able to keep up with you two. I'm younger. I'm less experienced and I've, you know, I'm a baby business owner and you guys are more pro and expert business owners than I am. And I think that I'm doing okay at keeping up and I'm learning a lot and starting to step out of my little bubble. Totally. Show you do more than, I don't even think it's keeping up. Like you are a heavy hitter. You're a heavyweight in the other corner. You're a force to be reckoned with. I don't think of you as younger. I don't have that in my space at all. I think that you produce genius work and it's an absolute honor to be on the same team as you. So thank you for stepping outside of your bubble as well because I can see that. I definitely never have the experience that we're dragging show or that she has to like, God, why doesn't she keep up? Cause it just seems like you're right there. It's so brilliant. But I do know that I do want to acknowledge you for whatever it feels on your side, how it occurs to you that you need to keep up. Because I do know that Rochelle and I are a bit fucking nutty. And when both of us, we both like go a million miles an hour in a direction and then might turn another direction. And when both of us are going at the same time, it's a bit like, I know that was another thing when we were forming, it was like, hmm, we both like to dive in head first. Is that going to be a good thing for our business? But you definitely like help ground us. And (laughs) it's a brilliant three-way thing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I feel very acknowledged. As you should. And I'm going to keep acknowledging you. So show, I'm going to keep this rolling. So I'd like to acknowledge you just as the creative director for cut class. (laughs) Like you hold a whole realm that Rochelle and I, we don't know shit about. Like (laughs) (laughs) we cannot visually create this brand. And if we did visually create this brand, it would look like so many other brands that are already out there. So you have this genius that completely elevates and separates cut class, feeling different, looking different, being different. And it's your genius zone. It's like your purpose is to make things really sophisticated and elegant, yet simple and beautiful. So I definitely want to acknowledge you for all of your visual genius. And as we've said, just like, you're such a fun partner. You're so cool, calm, and collected. You bring a lot to the table. You bring a lot of valuable insight. You also bring the fun game to no one's meme game is as strong as your (laughs) meme game. Like, I just know that I can always count on either show to have some crazy fun meme or Rochelle's crazy laugh. And I'm like, boom, whatever upset I'm in, I can't even be upset. So there's many things that I could acknowledge you for, but definitely just you're such a power partner and your genius as a creative director is like, holy shit, this bitch is fly. (laughs) (laughs) And then Rochelle, I just want to acknowledge you because you make community look so easy and natural. It's like you just build community and relationship and connections everywhere that you go. It's something that I've always admired about you. When we met during our MBA program, you have been so instrumental in me having such a transformation, not only through the years, but it's almost like 2021 really ramped it up. I want to fucking acknowledge the hell out of you for being our Reels champion because you were like, I'm going to get past it. I don't care. I'm going to do it. This is what our business needs. This is what our audience needs. And you started doing reels. I don't know when it was like February or March. And I was like, she's crazy. And I remember being like envious and wishing. I was like, oh God, I can't even. And you know, you came here in June and you gave me like a crash course on like how to do, because I was like, I just can't even do them. And you gave me like a crash course and you figured out like all these really cool transitions and all this stuff. Like you just kind of, for our company, pioneered videoing and through watching you for four months to even try. And 
me finally like doing it and doing TikToks, like that whole thing of me doing TikToks was inspired by your reels. And that has given me so much confidence in what I'm doing and what I'm creating. And we've also been able to like monetize and earn money and get clients and really have impact on people because you kind of like cracked that whole thing open for us. So I really want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you so much, Les. What do you want to be acknowledged for, Les? I would like to be acknowledged for finally fucking just getting past my ego. Like finally coming to that moment where I was like, it's not about how I look or how I sound or if I sound dumb or if they like it or this or that or all the <laughs> whatever shit was in my noise was in my mind and just being willing to do it anyway so that I could go and like potentially like impact other people through a message because I was really confronted and scared. And you guys know me like a year ago, if you, <laughs> would you ever have thought I'd be on TikTok? Hell no. <laughs> yeah. Leslie, you overcame a huge fear putting yourself out there on TikTok. And now that you're doing it, I feel like you were meant to do it. Not only did you overcome that, but you are succeeding and you are really creating a following, getting clients through TikTok, and your videos are great content. They're so relatable and so many people are feeling inspired and recreated by them. So not only did you overcome it, but you are killing it with Aww, the TikToks. Thank you. Has been a fun, weird adventure. Yes, Leslie, I know how big of an introvert you are. <laughs> oh my God. And I remember when I started creating reels, you were like, I'm going to do one next week. I'm going to do one next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do it next week. I was like, all right, cool. And every week I literally <laughs> believed you. Every week I believed you because I was like, yeah, she's going to do it. That's so great. Cool. Leslie. For like 20 cool. weeks. For like 20 weeks. <laughs> And then you literally are this TikTok star breaking out. You're understanding when the algorithm changes. You're understanding what phrases can be posted and seen. Like you are in it. Like you're not even just like creating the content. You're like understanding how the algorithm's working. You're coaching us on that, like things to look out for. Um, you're understanding like all of the different functionalities when things are changing on the platform. So you're like really dialed in. It goes like you're beyond content creator. Like you're really making that a main focus of our business. And it's something that you're taking very seriously, but also having a lot of fun with it. And every time I open my TikTok and I see your face on there, I just crack up because I'm like, bitch, slay, slay it, get it. <laughs> like that's what I'm talking about, girl. So I'm Aww. really proud of you. Great job. Oh, thank you guys. And I want to highlight for the listeners something that happens in the retro process when you're acknowledging, asking for acknowledgement. I think at least for me, my experience right now in this moment is like when you're saying what you just said, Rochelle, I'm like, really? Because it doesn't occur to me that it's that way, like that <laughs> I'm doing all this stuff. But then, you know, it's really about allowing yourself to be acknowledged. And then one of my favorite mentors, Candace Shivers Morgan said, when people acknowledge you and even for yourself, you're like, really? It doesn't seem like that to me. Go ahead and step in their acknowledgement of you and go ahead and become that bigger person of how they see you, like how they are creating you. So yeah. I'm so glad we got a chance to be together. Yeah. It's been almost a year since we've done our Lastly. Initial triple podcast. Yeah. Yeah, this so. was great. One more thing that the yeah. acknowledgments does is it really represents you to how much you admire your business partners or team. And admiration is important if you're going to get through breakdowns easily. Yeah, it's the secret sauce, huh? Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess that wraps up our retro, wrapping up 2021 as we kick through the holidays. So kick some ass in 2022. Yeah, let's I can't wait to see where we are in one year from now. Oh. Where will we be? It'll be fun. Like I think 
next year when we do this same podcast, we should listen to this one. 100%. Yeah, we have to. (laughs) (laughs) So really quick, Rochelle, what are the two or three really big things that you want to do in 2022? I would love to have a solid content calendar with when all of my content's coming out. Like that is like my big wish list. Like that is my muscle that I really want to develop and become like super Popeye strong with. That's my one big thing. Number two is I want to close a certain amount of business in dollars, but that really means how many people I want to help in 2022. Like that's super important to me. And I want to do a workcation with you guys. Oh, yes. That's a good one. All right. Workation. Manifesting a workation together. Absolutely. What about for you? My big goal for 2022 is creating more content. So doing something around branding, like maybe starting to coach, starting to create some, even if it's some smaller content, like a bonus for your courses. I just really like to build that muscle and start to share my knowledge and see how I can help business owners just maintain and create their brand. Cool. My big thing for 2022 is helping as many people as I can transition from nine to five into finding their full-time freedom. I have my eye set on a thousand people within the next year. So that's my one big goal. And my second one is to do a TED talk this year that is something that you know, is around the conversation for business and entrepreneurship. And I do want to thank you two ladies for supporting me on that journey and really being like my rocks. Cause I know that's going to be another wild ride, but yeah, I'm super excited for 2022. Cause I feel like our foundation is set. So let's rock. Let's do it. Oh yeah. To all the listeners. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it gave you some insight as to how we run Cut Class and how we gel together as business partners. I also want to sincerely thank you for rolling with me in my first year as a podcaster. If you really enjoyed how we did our retrospective on this episode, you can download a template to do your own retrospective. A link to that document is in the podcast description. Up next for Allergic to Small Talk is season two. Season two of Allergic to Small Talk will be out in January 2022. And I'm kind of revamping a whole lot. So here's what to look out for. New artwork for my podcast cover, new intro music, and well, a new intro all together, adding some meaningful adverts, mainly around the things I enjoy using in my own business, and the show will be structured slightly differently. I'm also going to make a trailer for the show. I literally didn't make one this entire year. (laughs) I look forward to seeing you for season two of Allergic to Small Talk in 2022. Have a wonderful new year. Peace out, y'all.